0: With Chapman University's The Panther, I'm Abby Little, and you're listening to The Panther Pod. Chapman is known to host a wide variety of travel courses, from full semesters abroad to summer or interterm courses. This last summer, over 20 film students had the opportunity to produce films in Greece for the class FTV 393, Cultural Filmmaking. Greek myths from page to screen. For the three weeks that this course ran, students wrote potential scripts, flew their equipment to another continent, acted in and filmed their productions, and then came home to prepare their films for the big screen. For today's episode, I sat down with one of the student filmmakers who had the privilege of going on this trip.
1: Um, my name is Oskai. I am a junior TV writing and production major, and. On the Greece trip, I was a writer slash songwriter. I technically was a boom. I think I boomed a little bit. Oh, and I was an actor, yeah.
0: What was this Greece trip and when did it happen?
1: Yeah, so it was a summer travel course and we spent, I think, three weeks here at Dodge learning about Greek mythology and then we started like writing scripts kind of inspired by Greek mythology that we studied. Um, And then some of those scripts were chosen. We all went over to Greece. We did some sightseeing, got to see, like, you know, the historical monuments in Athens and everything. And then we produced the films that we wrote.
0: You start your pre-production or your writing process here in Orange. So what was that like? So what was the writing process picking which ones get picked? How does that work?
1: So we all wrote a first draft. And I think there were 22 of us in the class. So, like, we had one day that we read... 22 scripts and we did table reads and everything. And that was so much fun because there were so many like incredibly creative, the ideas that were picked were I think great ones, but they were also chosen for their producibility. So we had a lot of scripts that I thought were like super, super great that um, would have been more challenging to produce. Uh, but it was a lot of fun to read them. And then the the four that were chosen, we had a deadline, I think a couple days later, to write a new draft of the script with the notes to make it more producible or do whatever we had to do.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, and so I also heard one of the scripts that was chosen was your script. Is that correct? It, it might have been. It might have been? May, maybe, yes. So what's your script? What was, what's the name of it? What's it about?
1: Mm-hmm. My script is called God of Wine, and it is a rockabilly, meatloaf-style musical based off of the birth of Dionysus.
0: Nice. All right. So that one, was that the musical one that was produced?
1: Yes, it was. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when they chose it, actually, because I... At first, I was like, oh, it's probably harder to do. Like, I know we're going for producibility, so, like, I don't want to—and the actors that we had, they were all screen actors. They weren't super excited to do musicals. And when I pitched the idea, I was like, well, I can write something different if you want. Like, I don't know. And James Gardner was like, no, I think you should do what you want to do. And I was like, okay, that's a hint. <laughs> um, that's, you're, you're telling me to write a musical. Okay, I will. And yeah, they chose it. And I'm obviously I'm happy that they did because it was so much fun to work on. And I think just like a great crew and a great experience.
0: And as a TV writing major, what does that feel like to have like your work come to fruition as a film?
1: Oh my God. So fantastic. This is the first film that I have had made that wasn't like a visual storytelling project. Mm-hmm. So first of all, the fact that it was a freaking musical in Greece, like... It felt like I was finally doing, like, what I knew I was supposed to do, you know? Like, oh, oh, this is my purpose, you know? So, super fulfilling. And, yeah, being able to, like, see the actors in their costumes. Braxton plays Zeus, and he has, like, eyeliner and these jorts. You know, it's rock and roll Zeus. Um, And just, like, even just seeing the pictures of what the costume was going to be, like, on our little group text and stuff, I was like, oh, my God, this is... This is real. This is happening. Like this this was in my mind and now it's in the world. We are just finishing up like all the soundtracks and everything and when I saw the rough cut I I wanted to cry, but now I'm like, this is everything, this is, yeah, this is everything. So
0: yours is God of Wine. Yes. What are the other two films that you did shoot up? For?
1: Yes, oh my god, the other two. We shot God of Wine is mine, Minotaur. Minotaur is written by the fantastic Courtney Archard, who you might know, and I don't, maybe I shouldn't spoil it. Give
0: a Log line. Give, log like, a, line. give like a simple sentence.
1: Well, Theseus is this guy that's, in Greek mythology, he's the guy who kills the Minotaur. So... This is not a logline, I'm so sorry. We open with this scene of him being chased by the Minotaur, but what follows will not be what you expected.
0: And then what was the third film?
1: Dido Don't Die. If you're familiar with Drunk History, you're going to love this film. This was written by a certain Reese Melber. You might know
0: him. Yeah, m- just maybe. I've, I've heard of him. I've passed by him in the halls a couple times. Context for anyone listening... Both Courtney and Reese are my roommates.
1: Dido Don't Die is the story of a Greek mythological human who has been wronged by so many men in so many different ways. And she retells her story and maybe gets the chance to to change some things for the better.
0: So after writing, or the scripts were picked, Mm -hmm. after everything was written and you started pre-production, like finding costumes and bringing what to bring out there, when you finally landed in Greece, you didn't start immediately production you guys did some sightseeing right
1: we landed in athens and we spent i think five days we we did some production meetings and things but it was mostly learning more about the history and visiting the museums the acropolis things like that we had a great tour guide we had some great meals it's nice and then we we took a bus through lavrio to do Location Scouting, and then Tukea, which is where we spent nine days producing the first two films.
0: So, for people who don't know what set life is like, what goes into producing a film like this, especially when you're in a brand new environment that you've never been in
1: before? Yeah, well, the entire thing was a brand new environment for me because I'm a writer, like, Primarily, exclusively, you know what I mean? So I've been behind the camera or in front of the camera. I've never been behind it. it being involved in the production and pre production process, I definitely learned a lot. We had to first, like, go through the green light process at Chapman, which was kind of a lot. And for God of Wine specifically, since it was a musical and we wanted to have the actors singing along in the right timing and everything, we actually had to do all the demo tracks before we left. So that was another part of the process. But being on set is, I think, can go really well and then can also be kind of tiring at times too, when it's really hot outside and there's bugs and it gets itchy and whatever. But there's also this like feeling of community and like oh if you you know drop something or whatever you know someone else is going to pick it up and kind of like you're all there to support each other it just feels like such a such a fun little family I would actually like when when one set wrapped I would go hang out on the other set because I was just enjoying so much like being there okay this is this is maybe you know me kind of filling in the blanks a little bit. Okay. But you might have realized that I mentioned that four scripts were chosen, um, but only three are screening. Yes. Uh, And this is due to some unfortunate circumstances that happened in the third slice of our trip. In Kea, everything was fantastic. We were living the life of luxury. Now a few people had come down with COVID beforehand, but we were always able to like fill in the roles on set, so like even though we, we did have some losses and there were some disappointing things in there, like overall the, the projects were still moving along. The island of Kea was gorgeous, beautiful, luxurious, the hotel, fantastic. Living at the peak of luxury, and then On the very last night, we had this kind of ceremonial pomegranate that would be handed to someone on set each day as like, oh, congratulations, like you, you were a good team player today, like you did a great job. Um, So the last night in Ko, we had this beautiful dinner, like right on the ocean. And um, my director, Nat, they went up because they had had the pomegranate the day before. And so they were presenting who they were giving the pomegranate to. And to my surprise and honor they gave it to me and I was super super happy holding this ceramic pomegranate and I'm like you know passing it around to people because they wanted to hold it so of course um, and James Gardner he looks at me and he says be careful with that that is your responsibility like you got to, you know, be careful. Um, and so I was like, okay, gosh, I'll hold it. So I held it. Um, and that's your
0: professor for people who don't oh, know. Oh, yes.
1: Professor <laughs> professor James Gardner. Legend. Absolute TV <laughs> legend. No, he's fantastic. We go back to the hotel. We're all standing outside in this gathering area. And listen, I wasn't running around. I wasn't throwing it. I wasn't juggling. I was not doing it. I was standing there with this pomegranate in both of my hands. And I just spontaneously let go of it. I don't know what to say, except for that it landed on the tile floor and shattered pieces everywhere. This special, precious honor of a pomegranate that I told James Gardner I would protect, word for word, I told him I would protect this with my life. And I just shattered it on the floor. I picked up the pieces, I put them in a Ziploc bag, and I was like, ah, now I'm going to have to answer for my crimes. But it's okay. In that moment, I don't know why, but it didn't feel wrong. It didn't feel... It felt like something that needed to happen.
0: Like you needed to break the pomegranate? I felt
1: like I needed to break the pomegranate. Not that I did it intentionally. No, yeah. But just that, oh, this is a plot point here. Like, this is is our rising action. This This is is our turning point.
0: This is the climax of the grease Exactly.
1: Exactly. We go on the bus the next day, and... We get to Lavrio. If you ask people about the Greece trip, they're gonna tell you a lot about Kea. They're not gonna tell you a lot about Lavrio. We swore that we would never tell about Lavrio, but here I am.
0: For context, there were a lot of COVID complications that, not ruined, but like, people had to be offset, people had to fill in, so that just caused some things, but.
1: There was a moment where we were all sitting together in an outdoor park at, I wanna say, 11 p.m taking COVID tests, like we were on an episode of Survivor. Who is going home tonight? Jeff
0: Probst just waiting in the wing. <sighs> like, just snuffing it. It
1: was so... If I hadn't been... Like, scared out of my mind and also totally bummed out. I probably would have been laughing at the comedic masterpiece that this was. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. But yeah, I think I cursed the trip by breaking that pomegranate. One of the one of the production designers had some super glue and she gave it to me. And so one of the things that I did when I was just hanging out in the hotel room in La Rio, I didn't get COVID, but I was just like, uh, oh, mojo, crushed. I was gluing the pomegranate back together. And then people started getting better and things started getting okay again. And I'm like, listen, I'm not saying that the pomegranate was responsible.
0: But it sure is a coincidence.
1: It sure is a coincidence. It's a really freaky coincidence.
0: Okay. So because of that, four films then became three. Yeah. So, that was an unfortunate consequence, but mm-hmm. safety over film.
1: Definitely. And I'm still I'm still hoping that we can make that fourth film. I'm like it was it was really well written if we could figure that out in orange maybe there's there's pretty places here
0: and then other than like just how production went like are there any other than the poor pomegranate (laughs) are there any other like fun behind the scenes you can share from the trip
1: there was lots of like fun little moments even in lavrio when things were kind of going crazy there were all these dogs roaming around the city there was a few of them that we would see regularly that we named and we would always like go pet the dogs whatever we adopted them basically Um, There's also tons of cats in Greece. There was this gelato place that we all went that we became friends with the lady who worked there and now she like follows us on Instagram. She likes all my stories whenever I post about the Greece trip.
0: I love that, oh my
1: god. So, so cool. Oh, in Kea, we went to this acorn orchard where this lady who's from California was growing all of these like acorns and we actually shot some scenes for Minotaur and God of Wine over there. Um, and she was selling them and like making them into cookies and all kinds of things they were really good and she told us about this farmer's market and I had just wasted 300 euros on a bouzouki which is a little greek instrument I couldn't help myself okay and I didn't buy any other souvenir except for a 35 euro pig shirt but she mentioned this farmer's market that was happening in Iolito which is the town on the top of the mountains in Kea and so I was like oh I want to bring my little bazooki and like play some songs so I went there and it was all these people just speaking in Greek speaking in Greek to me sometimes and I had no idea what they were saying Mm -hmm. Um, but I met this guy who was like absolutely shredding and I don't know I just felt like such a part of because it's like it's a small town you know it's not a tourist experience and to be able to get immersed in that and like really take part in like the actual culture and not like the history and not like what they try to show you but just like what real people there are doing in their communities was one of my favorite parts of the trip.
0: Yeah I feel like that's the great thing about the travel courses here is that while yes you're learning or you're producing things that are towards your major or your interests, you are actively, like, getting ingrained in the culture where you mm-hmm. go, which is, like, so fun
1: and so cool. I came back saying, like, Kalimera, efaristo, you know, all the, all the Greek words that they made us study on the printout.
0: And then you guys came home, and you started post-production. Yes. So what does that look like?
1: Post-production. For me, my role in post-production has been pretty much exclusively the, the music and the sound, because for God of Wine, we had the demo, which was just sort of an acoustic guitar and some harmonies and some vocals but we wanted to really flesh it out and give it that rock and roll feel so i've been working with courtney and which courtney is like a wizard by the way she does so much so well it blows my mind but we added like some electric guitars some bass some keys really fleshed out that track well it's a young dumb love and it's so damn flawed because you are immortal and he is a god he's gonna leave you also collaborated on a song for Minotaur, which, you know,
0: I've heard it. It is glorious. You got, yeah.
1: <sighs> not, not to be like, oh my God, I'm such a songwriter, but like, it's at, it's at the top of the list.
0: Yeah. So you were more instrumental in like the music part of sound.
1: Yes. Production. But yeah. there are
0: other aspects like the editing and the sound design and then the sound music could you see yourself participating in another Chapman travel course in the future overall was it a fun experience it was
1: absolutely one of the best experiences I have ever had in my entire life and I know I've because I hear everybody say that and I'm like that is so cheesy but something about being able to make a film with a bunch of people who a lot of them I only knew like as acquaintances before we left um who are now I would say all like some of my best friends. I think it it was a combination of making the film, being in Greece and being with this group of people that just made it so fantastic. I would love to do another travel course. I don't know if anything will ever have the same place in my heart as this couple months in uh, 2022.
0: It's currently the time we're recording this. It is like a couple days before the screening, but... If anyone wants to come and view these films, when and where can they do so?
1: Yeah, come to the screening. It's at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday, October 2nd in the Foligno. It is going to be so much fun. You're going to meet a bunch of crazy wild filmmakers who are having the time of their life. It's going to be a mix, I think, between a reunion and just a celebration of all the fun things that we created. So please, please, please swing by.
0: Thank you so much to my guest, Oskai, for coming on the pod today to talk about his experience in Greece making films. If you are interested in traveling as part of your educational experience here at Chapman, please visit the Center for Global Education's page on Chapman's website to view all the upcoming courses offered and their respective application processes. As someone who has also been on a travel course, I can't recommend them enough. So if you have the opportunity to take one during your time here at Chapman, I highly, highly recommend it. And with that, I'm Abby Little, and this has been The Panther Pod.